Hi. Episode 30, or possibly 31. Because word on the street is that Todd and Brian might be recording an episode tonight. I like using word on the street a lot. I'll tell someone, word on the street is that you did this. Word on the street is that this is what's happening. I like word on the street. <laughs> word on the street. It's good. Let me just close this door here. It's, uh, it's been raining today, but it's like that comfortable rainy day. I just um, got a lot of work done. I'm taking a little break here and, and recording this. Um, currently, I'm editing these little uh, web vignettes for our tourism cantaloupes, and they're cool. They're they were really, we had to film them really quickly and we didn't get to do a lot of takes. So um, things like that sometimes are, a, are a, a really good exercise in editing if it's not too planned and there's a loose structure that um, I like the discovery involved in the editing process. So it was fun, I was um, drinking coffee and kind of like problem solving how to cut all this stuff down into a quick little minute vignette. I'll let that uh, motorcycle have its moment of glory. There it was. So uh, what I was going to do the other night, actually, was after the the famous Stanley Cup final that happened the other night, I, I was like, really, I had a huge urge to um, start recording a podcast. But um, what happened? I was drinking beer, and I ended up drinking beer for an extended period of time. So I didn't get around to it, but I did um, the actual thing that I felt really strongly about. Um, I found on a comment, and it's just in a sticky note here. Let me pull this up. It was uh, it was like I watched the first period of it at um, my dad's place, and it was awesome. Um, we had like really good food and beer, and it was just like, it was hockey games. I don't watch regular season. I'm not a bandwagon jumper, but I played hockey for a long time, so I enjoy watching playoffs um, and the energy of it. I enjoy that part, but it's cool just, it's a cool reason to get together too and do something, you know? Let me just pull up this sticky now. So I was there for the first period, and then for the second and third period, I, I was at um, a crowded pub, and uh, it was really funny. It was a really funny atmosphere to be in. So near the end, like obviously when they were losing, and uh, there was just lots of people going like, "Fuck, oh, fuck! I can't I can't believe, can't believe they're doing this or you know, like when people talk about like the Canucks are their friends or something, or that they're actually from." that like the Canucks were from Vancouver, which is something I'll speak about in a little bit. But, um, so there was just a comment about the riots after and just about uh, like big sporting events in general. And I'm coming from a position of I played sports and I could have played professionally and I my imagination got captured by uh, inline skating and filming and all that stuff, so um, 
I still love watching sports. I like watching live sports. Like I've been to a BC Lions game and it was just like the environment and the atmosphere of sporting events is awesome. But um, this Canucks thing just made me uh, feel a lot of interesting emotions towards uh, the amount of uh, energy and thought and time on earth people put into this Canuck stuff. So the quote was, you've got a deep spiritual crisis revealed for all to see. That's, um, he was like, okay, in the context of the quote, he was just talking about how it was a, it was like the most powerful full moon of the year. It was a lunar eclipse, like feed everyone booze. And like, anyways, he did this like mixture kind of metaphor thing. And then you've got a deep spiritual crisis revealed for all to see. Sports spectacles fill the void that organized religion left behind. And uh, that was like kind of in the third period. I texted my dad at one point and I was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, summer's here. Or no, what are people going to fill their lives with now? And he, or he said something like, go, go Lions, go Whitecaps. And I was like, whoa, if, if sports, if there were no sports, maybe, maybe people could put them more faith in themselves. And uh, this, it kind of clicked with sports spectacles fill the void that organized religion left behind. And organized religion is funny because it's like you're believing in something like a single God, whereas, and I don't want to get too far into this, but um, spirituality can be just belief in something bigger than yourself, and it's not an organized religion. So um, I just think that sports and cheering for sports can fill a hole of just something for people and um, like my personal thing is I must fill a certain amount of my hole or I don't even know there's an empty space or whatever that you fill with things so rollerblading and and making videos and stuff I feel that but there's a lot of self-discovery and self-growth in that one whereas I think just like being really into a, a sports team um, that no one's even really from Vancouver on the team. There was like millions and millions and millions of dollars to buy people to play on the team and then the team is marketed heavily to the, to the city. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a lack of purity in that. So what I always think is that if the NHL, or if it was like called the, the World Hockey League, and then there would be sections, and the teams actually had people that grew up and played in the area, like Vancouver would all be people from Vancouver, you know? Boston would all be people from Boston. There'd be like a rich history of hockey within the community and heroes and um, kids could believe in actually like 
people close to home and things like that. Um, I would connect with sports more if there was more, um, more local history behind it. Because I mean, Mark Recchi's from Canloops, and that's cool, or whatever. But how cool would it be if there was like a bunch of Canloops people that played for the the Vancouver Canucks? Like there was more hope in in having. I don't know. It's just more interesting that way. So I'll cut myself off. Um, and like I said, I enjoy watching playoff hockey. But there's something about it that it's like some people for some people it's shopping, for some people it's um, drugs, for some people it's television. Like you. F- you fill your life with a certain amount of something because there isn't something else. Um, and it comes down to faith, I think. It's really funny that the the two sayings are like, this is what we live for. <laughs> yeah. This is what we live for. This is what we live for. I live for things a lot different than cheering for a hockey team, so I would never ever say, this is what I live for. Um, and then the other saying is, wasn't it like, I still believe or something like that? It's very sketchy sounding. You know, believe in yourself and live for uh, new experiences and uh, getting in touch with your the deeper parts of yourself that may be lost while you're filling the space with other things I fill my space with um, I've said it before um, the fucking world wide web I've wasted I don't even know how much time of my life where I wish I had can replace that with you know maybe working on some kind of video or exercising being out in nature, skating, writing in a journal, like in the end those things are going to benefit myself and it leaves pieces of myself behind after I die whereas like if I was cheering for something and put a lot of, anyways, I'll cut that shit off. But um, it, it goes into my next thing I want to talk about and, and that's um using the strong emotion it's already like it's ridiculous to even talk about the riot in Vancouver everything's been said Um, but it was Mark Armitage Taj, Taj, Taj Mark Armitage, Mark Armitage wrote this cool thing um, because he's a huge Canucks fan actually if he was listening to me speak about people who are really into organized sports, he would have a very strong opinion. Um, but that's the way it goes. The opinions are like assholes. We all have an asshole. Um, but he wrote this great thing where he was very upset about the loss, and there was a lot of emotion in it, and he went on to like name all this amazing stuff. He knows like so much back history about how players were chosen. He's been such a huge Canucks fan since he moved to Vancouver. I think 
when the first riots happened in 1994. Anyways, he wrote this great story, and he used these, like, really strong feelings to, um, to create something that was a benefit to someone like myself, where he used, he used the story of the hockey game and, um, talked about his relationship and how, at the end, like, his wife took him out for dinner and they were just holding hands walking down the street and it was like this simple moment and I think it was sometimes you have to lose to win or something along those lines I can't quote it directly but the thing made me really happy and it made me think about how um, people that get very angry about things in their life or very emotional um, there's always outlets that you can take instead of like bottling that emotion or trying to suppress it somehow or or um, channeling it in the wrong direction there's so many amazing ways that you can take emotions of a something that's happened or a situation and use them to your advantage and use them for expression and creativity um, punk rock is the worst example of that um what you think for? What's it? What's it? What's it? What's it? What the 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 I think the new punk rock, even that punk rock, the idea of punk rock seems very dated. And I think, uh, like, sincerity and uh, is like the new, being very sincere is like the new punk rock. If you were to do anything in the most unironic way possible with full energy, Full dedication, full emotion. Um, that, that's the new punk rock. That could be the new violence too. The oh, the Tough Alliance song, neo violence. Sincerity is neo violence. Um, I'm currently working on a little thing outlining uh, this thing that I'm really excited about but I can't talk about it um, but when I work on this thing I get completely in flow and I forget about time and uh, I could work on it all day for weeks on end and I hope one day um, that my work becomes this feeling of uh, of being in complete flow, but I think you have to. Uh, yeah, it goes both ways. You have to experience other kinds of work and projects to appreciate when these other things come along. And shit, today I enjoyed myself working on thing. It's all. It's cool how diverse. Um, editing and filming stuff can be I really like that about my my work
Um, but there's frustrating things like you're waiting for a check to come in the mail and then it gets forgotten and then it gets sent and then a postal strike happens. So then you have no money for a little bit, paycheck to paycheck. But definitely worth it. Um, I'm going to flip page here. And I wrote down a, a really interesting thing because it was, like I said, it was a powerful, powerful full moon and a lunar eclipse that we actually couldn't see the lunar eclipse from, um, from the western part. In the eastern part of the world, the moon would have looked blood red. And uh, there was a lot of powerful um, energies around this one. The tide was apparently at its lowest. And uh, I don't care what anyone says about full moons. Shit happens. Emotions at the surface. They make kids crazy. If you talk to people who teach younger children or work in daycare, they'll be like, I don't even know why the kids were, were so crazy that day. And then I realized it was a full moon. Hospitals had more people um, coming in. Like, more stuff happens on a full moon in hospitals. So um, this was like uber energy. And I always do lots of nerdy stuff where I'll like read articles about um, like things that you can can write down or, or things that you need to consider and meditate on during full moons. And I loved this one. It was a question. It said, what actions have you been taking that have built up over time and not led you to where you wish you'd be? It's cool because that totally relates to um, kind of the hockey thing I was talking about that there's things in your life that take up space and they could actually just be filling space and not not really leading you in a direction that would be beneficial but it changes from person to person so I'll read that again what actions have you been taking that have built up over time and not led you to where you wish you'd be and that's so amazing I mean I have there's some little ones that have definitely built up over time for me is my posture is terrible living up here in Pineview there's a lot of construction going on so instead of silence during the weekdays you just get all kinds of um, irritating construction noises and lots of uh, truck sounds which uh, I'm sensitive to, to sound in certain ways that's why I, god damn oh man living in Vancouver I can't even remember apart from going to bed when you could find it's like silence was so difficult to find in that city and uh, usually this this would be silent up here, but in at like the end of a day in Vancouver, I realized I would have taken in like I don't even know how many more images and sounds than I would have in like a regular day in Kamloops, like probably two weeks worth of. Um, images and sounds within one day in Vancouver. Overstimulation. 
Anyways, so my posture is one thing that's bad. From working on a computer for so long, um, my shoulders are incredibly tight. When I do yoga, there's actually things that I can't, there's poses that I can't do, and teachers have come by and tried to like push me down or, or like move, and I've had a couple people say like that I've had the tightest, have some of the tightest shoulders that they've ever seen, and it could be genetics because my dad and my grandpa, I don't know if it's like an Irish old man thing that you start to just like hunch a little bit, but, um, or if Irish people have bad posture, who knows, but um, I lean forward and I, like, what do I do? I support myself with my elbows and kind of lean forward, and um, yoga has helped actually. My shoulders are getting a little bit more like outward, feels good, but I have so much work to do. So that's like, it's a little thing that's built up over time. And it doesn't affect my skating in any way, surprisingly. It could, but who knows. It's a little one that has built up over a long period of time. Because I'm trying to think of, you know, when I really started working on a computer, it would have been in, I don't know, grade 9 or 8. So, shit. God, that's annoying. Listen to that. Maybe it's just a person robotically banging something. Like it's just a kid that's really good at um, doing equal, equal repetitions, like banging something against a house, like a stick. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I've probably been working on a computer for 15 years or something. And I've spent way too much time at the computer, so my shoulders are fucked because of that. So what actions have you been taking that have built up over time and not led you to where you wish you'd be? Another one for me, so I've already said it, auto web surfing. Um, this was the biggest one, actually. My biggest one that adults, you gotta give adults props. You can't do this all the time adults and elderly people getting up really early in the morning like and going to bed really early like if you went to bed at 10 every night without like wasting too much time yeah you went to bed at 10 and if you got up like a lot at a lot of the time at like 5 or 6 a.m that is one that has built up over time for me where I mean, I don't get up late by any means, and I don't sleep in, but the days where I get up really early, I get so much extra stuff done. And um, I'm just, sometimes I work, my brain works better late at night, and I can get lots of work done late at night. My schedule is very flexible, because I'm self-employed. Um, but I just, I would love to get in. I've done it before, like I've got it, I went like two weeks, I went for a while, not this summer, but the summer before, where I got up at 5 a.m. every day. It's amazing. You get so much awesome stuff done, and then you realize it's been four hours and it's 9 o'clock. And you can, like, go to sleep for an hour if you want, get back up, and then it's 10 o'clock. Like, how amazing is that? So my posture, my sleeping patterns, I want to work on those. Hopefully, you can work on some stuff, too. I'm gonna do something fun, 
or it could not be fun right now. Where to switch this topic, I'm gonna grab an old notebook and open something up here. Um, <laughs> the first note that I looked at was uh, Moonwalker notes. If you ever get a chance to see the Michael Jackson film Moonwalker, it's pretty awesome. So that was the first thing. But the thing that I laughed at is um, it's just written down here. This is from many, many years ago. Todd is going to be a fucked up baby for Halloween. Halloween. That's a funny costume idea. A fucked up baby? <laughs> I don't think that panned out, though. Um... We are in a culture of impatience. Ain't that the truth? So, I'm just gonna pause this shit for a spray paint them shits black. Sometimes you just have to paint it black. Watched the trailer the other day for that uh, Brandon Negretti film. I don't know if you call it a film. Regardless. And uh, you, I watched it a few times because it was a short trailer that was really quick. Um, and not to discredit the skating, uh, I didn't connect with it. I don't connect with much of anything in, uh, inline skating anymore. And it feels good. Um... I'm starting to think that my actual um, experience of skating, how I view it, um, and and uh, how I experience it, how I view it, and how I've grown up with it, has always been different, and I've been influenced way too much by all the shit that I grew up watching. And um, there's no way that I could have got, that I could have discovered that um, being younger, because you're, you're easily influenceable, and is that a word? Influenceable? Influenceable. We'll go with it. Easily influenced uh, when you're younger. 
and you just follow it. And um, it's also like pre-internet where our information source were these videos that we were ordering. I have to say though, I just don't, I just have this deep-seated feeling where not only do I not connect with a large percentage of what gets put out now, most if not all of it, I don't connect with a lot of the stuff that I grew up on. There's absolutely, there's timeless people that have put on skates, there's timeless tricks, and there's timeless moments in certain videos, but for the most part, um, the history of skating is kind of a joke. Um, and I think that there's something there if I'm still watching this stuff, I'm still searching, I'm constantly searching for inspiration and waiting for um, something to come out that's going to change the way I think about skating and make me see it in a different way than I normally would, but it never fucking happens. It doesn't. I swear there is some unwritten set of rules that everybody's following for the most part. That or I'm just part of some other thing, which, um, like how I said the other time that rollerblading is skating on a path, rollerblading is rec skating and fitness skating and racing, and, um, this separation from all that stuff has caused this weird uh, set of rules and um, it's still just nothing I'm just put off by all this stuff I don't connect with it like another halfy section he's incredible all the people in that video were incredible but it's just there's something about this container that everyone's in, inside that um, just kind of levels it all out into into some kind of... It could just actually be that there's a lack of rollerblading within rollerblading. That the whole idea of trick-based skating, going out and filming tricks, and then presenting them to other people... Um, I think that's where a lot of the soul and purity and the original fun of skating gets lost. I'll keep making... I And I'm never ever going to say that I have the vision for skating. Far from it. I just get inspired to go to come from a um, I don't know a feeling it all starts with a feeling in whatever you do if you have a feeling if you can get that into a drawing if you can take that feeling and put it into a song if you got a feeling, you can even like do a random dance move in your house. I do that quite often. Or if you feel like you want to 
express it through a character randomly. I, I love speaking like a character all of a sudden. It starts with a feeling. So, uh, be careful who and what you identify with. Be careful who you identify with and what you identify with. I know I wasn't. It took me forever to get here and I'm still learning. Really. How do you really want to spend your time? Oh god, I just clicked on a random song. I like M83, but some of his songs I can't stand. Stay here. French accent of synthesizers. 